Hello and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Couch Potato Podcast. Producer Adam joins the show today. Him and I are going to sit down and talk about the five best movie trailers that we've seen from this past weekend Super Bowl. The Flash, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, Transformers Fast 10. There was 12 or 13 different ones that came out. Uh, we break down the best and the ones we didn't like from this past weekend. There might be one or two in there that we didn't care for, or at least we're not as excited as some people may be. So, after the guitar riff, we bring to you the Couch Potato Podcast, five best movie trailers from the Super Bowl. All right, uh, producer Adam's joining me on the show today. Adam, how's it going, my friend? Not too bad, not too bad. How Good. about you? Uh, not too shabby. Uh, recording a little later than usual. Uh, I didn't want to miss the Super Bowl. That's pretty much in my household. That's probably a bigger holiday, at least to me, than Christmas, Thanksgiving. I guess today's Valentine's Day. I don't really give a shit about Valentine's Day. I don't know what your thoughts are on that. But, yeah, it's a it's a pretty big day in my house. So I didn't want to miss it. So recording a little later than usual. Um, did you watch the game? I did not. Um, usually I am uh, invited to like a party or something and I watch it regardless of who's playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, last year was kind of interesting with the Bengals. Uh, this year, you know, them just missing it. You know, kind of a bummer. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. I know you're not like a huge sports fan like I am, and I, but I also know you know enough to where you're not saying, oh, I enjoyed the good match, especially when the the kicker hits the home run to the goalpost. Good old sports ball. The sports ball goes to the – he hits a home run with the sports ball to the goalpost over the goalie. Well done, <laughs> sir. Yeah, I had uh, quite a few friends that uh, were upset. I, I know uh, a lot of my friends are Bengals fans, and – I don't know if you've been following much of it, but the uh, the referees in the NFL have been kind of shitting the bed, and it's been put on display in front of the entire country the last couple of weeks. The Bengals and the Chiefs title game was the last game before the Super Bowl, and tons of people were watching that. And, of course, uh, the holding call at the end of the game on Sunday. I know you're not – you don't follow it, but uh, – I don't know if you've been hearing people seem to think the NFL's rigged. Yeah. And uh yeah, I you, mean that's that's universal. So <laughs> I mean uh you being probably one of the two or three smartest people I know, like do you think that that could be a possibility that something oh, yeah, like that could no. get rigged? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Are you okay? Yeah, no. It um it's like anything else that can get rigged. Uh cable news like Sports, um, you know, I dare say, uh, like, I don't want to say politics. I don't want to make this political. But. Yeah, let's not. I, I do not need that shit storm. Although we don't get a lot of listens, so maybe that might be a good thing. So, <laughs> But, uh, I mean, as many checks and balances there are in all of those things, there's always a chance that there could be somebody that is not playing by the rules. Well, I know for me, my feeling on it is I don't think the the NFL is so much r- rigged. I just think like in any profession, 
that you just have people that don't know how to do their job and they constantly fuck up. Yeah. And I think this is just a case of people just fucking up, not knowing how to do their jobs well. But instead of like where you and I, like our jobs, a couple of people are going to catch our mistake and correct it and be hopefully be done. But the NFL, you've got excess of 60, 70 million people yeah. that see your mistakes and they're going to think something's not quite right. I don't know. I, right. I just think with like the whole rigging thing, I think if you're going to rig it, like as an example, like Dallas is considered America's team, but yet the Dallas Cowboys have not been like to a Super Bowl since the nineties. <laughs> so I mean, like my thinking is like, okay, well, why hasn't Dallas made more of a run if the NFL's rigged? Uh, Joe Burrow, I think, is a more captivating personality in the NFL than Patrick Mahomes. So why wouldn't you capitalize on that, put him on the big stage again to create, like, the next big NFL star? The New York teams have not been very good. I don't know. There's too much to sway it to where it's not rigged. I just think that the NFL officiating is just a complete shit show. I would agree with you. I think that uh, it is more likely that people are just not doing their jobs well. Yeah. Now, that being said, it it could be rigged. I'm not saying that it, it is, but it is a possibility. It's just like anything else that's a conspiracy. There is a possibility that can, the conspiracy might be right. But more often than not, it's Occam's razor, right? Mm-hmm. The simplest solution is probably the solution. Right. So, them not doing their job sounds like the simplest solution. That's probably what's happening. I also would think, too, that there has to be disgruntled players at some point that would expose all that. Like, I don't know if you know who Antonio Brown is, but he yeah. was a receiver for the uh, Steelers. He was really good. And then he suffered an injury few years ago and then like he's just gone completely fucking crazy he's the guy that walked off the field last year took his jersey off in the middle of a game because he played with Tampa Bay and Tom Brady he just took his jersey off through the crowd just fucking left right in the middle of a game so I mean to me like someone like him I think would easily blow the lid off of something like that if it were if it were legit yeah for uh, sure and um, it's it's just the whole thing, like, um, the conspiracy theory about uh, not landing on the moon or, like, there being aliens or whatever, and, and NASA knowing about it. Like, thousands, if not, like, you know, tens of thousands of people have to keep their mouths shut. And that is not going to be the case for anything in the NFL. There's nobody in the NFL that could keep their mouth shut like that that long, let alone thousands of people. Right. I mean, like, all it would take was somebody, like, wanting to pony up some money or like, as broke as a lot of these guys are because, unfortunately, athletes don't seem to manage their money very well. It's like they get a shit ton of money, and then the first thing that pops in their head is like, oh, I've got $10 million now. Let me go spend it almost immediately. Yeah. And then, you know, I figured it's somebody like, 
would come after them, wanting them to write a book or, hey, we'll throw you like $200,000 to come on 2020 or Fox News or MSNBC and just give this tell-all interview on and have proof. There's got to be right. some kind of proof. Yeah, and I mean, like I said, it, there's always a possibility that there's some little truth nugget to conspiracy, but probably not the case. Yeah, I think in, until Vince McMahon buys an NFL team, then <laughs> yeah, once he gets into yeah, the, no. like NFL ownership, then like okay, now maybe there might be some validity to this. You um, have uh, football players like uh, putting razors on themselves so that like they look all bloody. Like, man, look how violent this sport is now. <laughs> well, I don't know if you watched uh, the XFL when he ran it uh, when he first brought it to uh, yeah to television. He tried it again a couple of years ago. The pandemic kind of forgot that it was him that did that. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and they tried to incorporate a lot of. Uh, WWE style storylines into the uh, the production and the presentation of it. The on the field stuff was kind of hit and miss. Like a lot of it's just guys that couldn't really cut it in the NFL, um, or either couldn't make the NFL or like they were washed up. They had a shot and they just couldn't make it. But they would incorporate like back behind the scenes stuff, shit like that. So. Oh my God! Tom Brady's going for the passing. Oh, he's got the chair. He's got the chair. <laughs> Micah Parsons just laid him out. My God, Tom Brady's a human being. <laughs> um, I thought the game was great. Uh, see, I'm guessing you didn't get to see uh, Rihanna's performance either, which turns out she was I, pregnant. I did I did see Rihanna's performance, but only after the fact, just because so many people were talking about it. I actually uh I what piqued my interest was a meme that somebody had shared after the fact of Larry the Lobster from SpongeBob SquarePants doing pelvic thrusts. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Okay, this has to be hilariously bad. <laughs> so I I went and looked for it and watched it and uh it wasn't like the worst halftime show I've ever seen, but it was very uh, goofy. Yeah, I mean, she's not really my cup of tea. I didn't think it was – I didn't hate it. I know uh, um, I was on social media during the halftime show, and a lot of the old whites, the ones that like to uh, bitch and complain and tell people that if they don't like it, then they – if they don't like it, then nobody should like it. They were bitching that it was a bad halftime show, but – uh, when you said something the about same old, are these the same old whites that complain about uh, recasting the Little Mermaid? Yeah, the old the old white people. It, it's it's a group. You can point them out. You can go to a grocery store and point them out. They're the ones that you know bitch about. You like all music's not as good as it used to be when I was a kid, or they criticize your parenting skills. Are the ones that always bitch about somebody not being polite. You know who they are. The people yeah, just yeah, have exactly. nothing better to do than to bitch and make, because they're hateful, they have to hate on everything that people like. And There was actually one of those at work today. Um, it was actually uh, before uh, you got downstairs, um, there was a couple of old ladies that were accompanying one of the employees down there. They happened to pass one of our server rooms, 
they're uh, that one of the old ladies is like, yeah, my husband used to be a fire marshal, and the fact that you have cardboard that close to those, uh, she didn't call them server racks, but she's like, so close to all those wires and things means that uh, you're going to have a fire on your hands. Yep. That is, a, that is an example, a textbook example of the old whites. I'm not going to take credit for that term. It's something I heard on the Pat McAfee show. And, like, when he said it, I'm like, fuck, that is absolutely perfect. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that's probably, um, you know, your stereotypical okay boomer moment, you know? Yep. I know some people <laughs> call them boomers. I'm just going to – we'll call them the old whites here on the show. The old whites, yeah. I mean, because, you know, some boomers are okay. You know, we're not gonna we're not going to stereotype. No, I, I'm not going to hate on all the boomers, but the ones that like to bitch about everything. <laughs> but, um, so I'm, uh, you didn't watch the game, so did you have a chance to watch any of the, the commercials? Yes, yes. I did watch uh, the commercials. Like I said, after the fact, I went went through some uh, greatest hits uh, compilations of the commercials. Um. Well, uh, before we get into today's episode, the meat and potatoes of the show, do you have a favorite commercial outside of the movie ones? Oh. Yeah, um, I I don't even remember what kind of chips they were, but the uh, Breaking Bad uh, commercial for the chips. Yeah, I, that Excellent. was going to be my uh, my choice too. It's that one and the uh, the Ben Affleck Dunkin' Donuts one. Yeah, see, I didn't get to watch the Ben Affleck one. I didn't get to see that one. That's pretty good. It's basically him working at a uh, Dunkin' Donuts. Okay. And J-Lo pulls up and they're asking what he's doing. It's kind of a play on the Ben Affleck memes because he's got two memes that are he's pretty much known for. It's the, the fuck it, what have I done to deserve this meme or it's him like, just enjoying a cigarette because it's just a moment of peace for him. Super stressed out, Ben Affleck. Yeah, and then there's one where it's like him with a bunch of Dunkin' Donuts cups walking into his house. I I think this was post Jennifer Garner breakup, pre Jennifer Lopez when the, they got back together. I think it's that time in between those. But yeah, it was a kind of a cool play on it. I I did enjoy that one too. But I, um, uh. Yeah, one of my second favorites uh, was um, I, I enjoyed the Pepsi Max ones, like the different ones. I liked uh, Steve Martin's the best, but oh, okay, that's the sugar-free Pepsi stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah. It was funny. We were we were watching the game, and my son mentioned something about the Ben Stiller ones. He goes, "Is that Zoolander?" And I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's that's who that is. That's Zoolander. I said, how do you know what Zoolander is? He goes, oh, I watched it a couple weeks ago. He goes, that movie sucks. I mean, he's not wrong. Yeah, you know, I tried to watch. I tried to give that movie a chance a couple different times. I just can't get into it. Not my cup OT. Um. But the, the big uh, reason why we are here is uh, since we do like to talk about movies on the show, they did have quite a bit of movie trailers. And Adam and I are going to break down our top five favorite ones. Uh, 
I don't think we're going to do the the ultimate top five list. I kind of like what we did last week where we just kind of let the people decide. Um, you can find these all over YouTube. Uh, some were just kind of brief clips. You can find the full-length trailer on YouTube as well. But uh, let's get started, man. What's your... Uh, What's your top five? What was your uh, well? Before we get into your top five, what was the worst movie trailer you've seen, and what was one that caught you off guard by how good it was? Um, the one that caught me off guard is my favorite one, so I'll I'll save that for a little bit. Um, the worst one would have to be uh. Honestly, Transformers. Uh, I kind of have grown tired of Transformers movies. Mm -hmm. And uh, at this point, I don't really care. I I mean, just my opinion. I'm sure there's some, like, Transformer super fan out there that's like, oh, man, Transformers. Hell yeah. Like, eh, (laughs) it didn't really show a lot. Um. It had a couple of, you know, moments of what we've seen before in Transformers movies. Um, I have no love for any of the characters because I don't even know who they are at this point. So, yeah, that was my least favorite trailer. Yeah, I wasn't, I'm not super psyched about a new Transformers movie. I was very surprised by how good Bumblebee was. Yeah. But it also it focused on one like, character versus, like, trying to incorporate... 9,000 different robots, which looked exactly the same unless you were Bumblebee or Optimus Prime. It, uh, the energy, isn't it like the worst thing ever when they transform? They look like shards of metal. You know how like when you actually get the toys or you watch the cartoon, you can tell how they fit together as their like car or whatever they transform into? I also in miss the, the noise that they make when they transform too. They really didn't have that in the movies. That ch- ch- and I was yeah. like, yeah, why don't you have that in the movies? They tried to for a second, and then they just, like, gave up. <laughs> yeah, that, I was doing a little reading about that, and I, the main character is a Porsche voice by Pete Davidson, who I'm not a fan of yeah. to begin with, so that instantly mm-hmm. drops it down towards the bottom for me. <laughs> yeah. Um, I know the worst one, or the one, I wouldn't say the worst one, but the one I just seemed to be the least interested in was the Dungeons and Dragons movie. Yeah. Um, we have uh, our friends at the Knights of Degradation podcast. They do a Dungeons and Dragons, like, uh, like audio drama, which is fantastic. Definitely check them out if you get a chance. And I was talking to Cole, who's the, I guess the showrunner or the host, and he's not even interested in the movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I was just curious, like, hey man, what do you what do you think about the Dungeons and Dragons movie? And he just said that some of uh, the other members of the show might be a little bit more interested in it, but he has no interest in seeing it at all. I feel like um, it has come at the worst time too, because uh, I don't know how well you follow. Uh, Dungeons and Dragons, but there's some uh, issues with Wizards of the Coast and uh, licensing uh, to people uh, using the Dungeons and Dragons um, license uh, in 
different games and media, and they've gotten into some hot water uh, by basically saying, okay, if you're going to use this license, then uh, retroactively uh, everything is going to have to um, uh, pay us royalties, and you're going to have to do this and that and the other thing. So oh, <laughs> pretty much all of their partners that have used the license are getting angry. And uh, because something that was previously free, they're going to have to pay money for. Um, it's literally just a way to stifle creativity and to get more money out of a uh, property that doesn't get them as much money as like Magic the Gathering or something like that. Mm -hmm. So the whole drama behind Dungeons and Dragons um, does not lend itself well to the movie. I doubt if that movie gets any good box office yeah it's coming out in march too which uh you and i discussed last week it's just a murderer's row of just hit yeah. after hit after hit and then it's coming at the tail end of the month now if the movie were actually about the behind the scenes shit that's going on right now i'd probably be more interested in seeing it but they'd also turn it into yeah. like a netflix show yeah kind of like the whole um gamestop netflix uh documentary or I think yeah, they're making a GameStop like movie, if I'm not mistaken, about that whole, like... Yeah, yeah, they are. Oh, the documentary is excellent, too, by the way, if you haven't seen it. They've got some pretty funny characters that you can tell. They definitely uh, made sure they got the weirdest ones to, to talk to. Oh, if you're <laughs> if you're talking about GameStop, say no more. I've been into quite a few GameStops, and I've seen the people that either shop in there or run the place and yeah i can already imagine it's probably a quite colorful cast of characters in that oh yeah for sure uh so what's your top five man i'm curious to hear who you got okay so my top five uh like i said earlier the uh the one that caught me off guard the most is my number one and uh i'm sure it's a lot of people's number one well, how about point. we start from five and then work our way up to one all right yeah sure yeah 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 uh number five for me uh probably uh, Indiana Jones. Um, the trailer kind of did nothing for me, and I'm uh, for an Indiana Jones film, I'm not super stoked for it, but I had to include it on this list because, uh, like we were talking about before, Transformers and uh, Dungeons and Dragons just aren't, aren't the stuff. Indy at least has the name and a nostalgic place in my heart, so. He's getting number five, even though I'm not super stoked for the movie. Um, number four, I would have to choose Scream. Um, the last one wasn't bad. I thought the I last one was Scream. really, really good. Yeah. Like, I and, probably uh, would say it's probably my second or third. I think it's, I'd almost say it's number two. It's definitely not. Um, yeah, the the earlier ones are definitely... Uh, some of the worst one. The first one's the best one. Let's put it that way. And then, um, I'd say like three was my least favorite. Um, yeah. but I'm kind of uh, I'm kind of stoked for that. I'm glad that that's still going strong. Um, number three for me is going to be uh, Fast and the Furious. Fast Ten, I should say. Um. It was, uh, it, I liked the trailer. It had a lot of cool, um, 
cheesy action stunts that you like to see in those movies now. So it looked like a Fast and Furious um, movie. It did, yeah. And uh, it didn't uh, take my number two just because um, one and two are kind of givens, especially with uh, with me being such a nerd. But um, it got number three also, uh, and and not number two because they did not name it Fast Ten Your Seatbelts. I was waiting Super for it. I was waiting for you to you talked all day about incorporate or talking about why they didn't name it that. And I was waiting, like he's going to say that in the show tonight. Such a missed opportunity. It is such a missed opportunity. Anyways. uh, I hope they include it in the ad campaign though. Yeah, that would be, that'd be cool. At some point you're going to have to have that in at least like the ads, like fast 10, your seatbelts this Memorial day weekend. I hope they do it at least in some form or fashion. Uh, and you know what they do? You with... fucking need to sue Universal. Yeah, because the, you heard it here first, everybody. I said it first. So this is the proof. Now they can pay me royalties. Anyways. Send them a um, message like, I'm it... about to sue your ass. <laughs> so uh, it's kind of on par with my number two. So number two and, and Fast 10 are kind of equal in this sense. And the only, Like I said, the only reason I gave... Uh, Fast 10, number three, was because of that. Uh, two is Guardians of the Galaxy, volume three. Um, it looks like there's some uh, gravitas in this one. There's some some stuff going on. Uh, there's a lot of talk about family, um, how they found each other. Uh, they, you know, had some pretty funny uh jokes in the trailer which guardians is well known for so it it looks like a guardians movie mm-hmm. and that's that's what it's got going for it but again uh the same as uh you know some of the other stuff we've talked about like transformers it's all stuff we've seen before it did there's nothing that like jumped out at me and, and said you need to see this movie um, you know, if if they showed something like, uh, I mean, I don't really like the uh, uh, the villain. I don't really um, care for um, the dy- the uh, the dynamic between Gamora and and uh, Star Lord is is fun, but it's still something we've seen before. You know, before they got you know all lovey dovey, they 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 had that dynamic already. You know, it, it's it's the Guardians of the Galaxy movie, though, and I'm excited to see it. So it gets number two. Um, and only only because Fast 10 just missed the boat on, on the, that opportunity. On the marketing opportunity. <laughs> uh, and then that brings me to my number one, which uh, was uh, something that I didn't expect to be my number one. I highly expected uh, the Flash to disappoint, but it did not. Um, DC is used to disappointing us. DC is used to putting out hot garbage. Um, and while there is some gems in the junk, that's what they're known for. Um, and I think that a lot of people will make the argument um, that... Are we doing spoilers for the trailers? For I mean, if you're listening to this, you you've seen the trailers already. 
So I'm going to... Adam, I'm going to be brutally honest with you. No one's going to listen to this episode anyway. So go ahead. You can watch the fucking trailer online anyways. Michael Keaton in it. As Batman. People will uh, argue that that's nostalgia bait. That's the only reason why it's good. Um, I would argue that um, them using the storyline of the Flashpoint Paradox and uh, making the Flash a relatable character uh, that just wants his mom. You know, he wants Mm. his mom back. That's something that DC is really, really good at in the comics and in their uh, animated media. They're really good at driving human stories. And the most inhuman actor they could have gotten for The Flash they've made a believable character in this trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, no, it, it was very uh, jarring to see a DC movie on the top of a list. So, yeah, no, that's my number one. I think uh, you're, we'll dig into this as soon as I read mine off, but, yeah, your list is going to be very similar to what I had. Um, I think the notable exceptions... Uh, I had uh, Creed 3 at number 5 simply because, like, I think in terms of movie franchises, the Rocky series is right up near the top. Like, outside of 5, I have never been disappointed watching a Rocky movie. Now, Creed 2 wasn't as good as the first one, but it was still a pretty damn entertaining movie. And I think this one's going to be more... It seems like the Creed series is following the same path as the Rocky movies. Like you had the prestige Rocky, which was the first one. Creed was the same way. And then now they're kind of leaning into more of just the, the Rocky formula that they based what two, three, four, and so on. Creed, I think is going to be kind of like that similar boat. Uh, Jonathan majors is the villain in that too. And he looks absolutely fucking shredded. Yeah, uh, this is going to be Jonathan Major's year, I think. Uh, super excited for it. Um, Scream was number four. I just love the fact that they took the the killer out of a high school setting and put him or her, whoever's the killer, in essentially the biggest city in the world. Yeah. I do like the New York City setting. Um, number three is Indy. You know, like, He's my favorite movie character of all time. I absolutely love Indiana Jones, and I'm willing to give between who's all involved in it. It's James Mangold's directing it. He's got a solid track record. Uh, Mads Mikkelsen is the villain who I absolutely love as an actor. Yeah. And it's Harrison Ford. I I, yeah. I could be just me being a sucker, but I believe it's going to be good. I really do. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those movies that you know is going to be super cinematic and it's going to play into all of the uh, the nostalgia tropes and the uh, the way that they're going to uh, shoot it is going to be really... Uh, the, the cinematography is probably going to be on par with the other ones because they use practical effects and, you know, um, practical lighting, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm all on board for all of that, but it's just I think that Kingdom of the Crystal Skull kind of soured me 
and he is one of my favorite movie characters of all time. It's just that he's so darn old. I he is. And, I mean, it, I've always been one of those purists that thinks that them riding off into the sunset together at the end of the third movie is the best ending. Yeah, they should have left it alone. I I totally agree with that. They yeah. should have just left it alone. So purely on nostalgia and the fact that I, I love Indy, I gave him a spot on the list, but I couldn't put him at number three. That was just me, though. Yeah. With the, the Crystal Skull, I kind of seen what they were trying to do. Because uh, yeah. I don't know if you noticed, at least this is my theory on it, is uh, Indy 1 through 3 were supposed to be like the old movie serials from like the, you know, 20s, 30s, and 40s. Mm-hmm. And then when Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull takes place in the 50s, it's supposed to kind of mm-hmm. emulate the cheesy sci-fi flicks from the 50s. Right, yeah. I, I, I think that's what they were trying to go for, and it just kind of hit. The execution, yeah, it was just, they, it didn't hit the right note. They they tried to hit the high note, and they hit a really low note. Yeah. Um, number two, uh, same as you, Guardians, they, you know, it was kind of a balance of like the humor and then it looks like this is going to be the last ride of the guardians of the galaxy, at least this incarnation of them. Yeah. Uh, I think there are several incarnations of them. Uh, not like a huge, uh, of the galaxy guy, but I mean, I, I figured out, uh, since the movies has come about that there's a lot of different of the galaxy and we've only gotten the one so far. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think that if there's one movie that Marvel has on their slate that I'm excited for and I think actually will be good is going to be that, um, especially coming off of the holiday special that they had come out around Thanksgiving, which oh, I thought yeah. was fantastic. That was so good. I, I was, I'm kind of like you right now. You and I both seem to be in agreement that I don't know if it's fatigue or Marvel's just in a creative rut, but it just seems like they haven't been hitting on all cylinders like they normally do. Yeah. Um, if you were to read the reviews of Ant-Man and the Wasp and the Quantumania, it seems like they are really, really in a creative rut right now because I know the reviews for that haven't been that great. But Guardians, yeah, it is. I think when I text... You guys, a little bit ago, I think it was sitting at, what, 54% on Rotten Tomatoes because the reviews started trickling out today. Yeah. And we're recording on a Tuesday night. So, yeah, not looking too good, but I think James Gunn's got a solid track record. He does. I'm I'm betting that Guardians is going to be good. Um, but I'm with you, man. Number one's The Flash. Uh, I don't usually get too excited for movie trailers the way that I did for this one. But when you got to see Keaton's Batman show up for the first time, I was pretty fucking elated. Yeah. And hearing Elfman's score when he comes on the screen. Oh man. Yeah. No, I nerded out really hard. <laughs> yeah. We got uh, Ben Affleck coming back and I thought Affleck was just going to be like the Bruce Wayne like for like just Bruce Wayne and that's it. But no, we actually get to see Affleck and Batman too. Yeah. And uh, I noticed in uh, 
when they showed the shot of the suits, it looks like Keaton's Batman has a blue and gray suit. Yes, yes, he does. So then we got General Zod in there. I'm just Mar- uh, DC hit a home run with this. I I yeah. Considering all the turmoil that's been going on with Warner Brothers and the whole Discovery thing, where they're cutting costs, they ditched Batgirl altogether. They yeah. needed this to be good, and I they hit a home run. Like I am so excited for this movie now. I cannot wait for June the sixteenth. I think they uh, they caught lightning in a bottle. I, I might be saying that prematurely, but. Is, that, is there a pun in that? Uh, I mean, yes. <laughs> there is a pun in that. Take that as a pun. But um, I think that this is the perfect movie for them to, with the, everything going on at Warner Brothers, with them getting James Gunn on as the co-CEO, um, with them switching gears and doing in a completely different DC universe. Which, um, if you haven't seen James Gunn's uh, video on what's on the slate and what his plan is for the DC Universe, definitely go watch it. Well, we discussed um, it last but, week, too. Yeah. Check out the um, last week's episode. We talked about it, too. Yeah. You know, shameless plugs. We always have to have them. Yep. Find us on uh, Google, also, Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcast. We talk a lot about superheroes. Uh, like last week's podcast, we also have um, a Spider-Man and... Uh, the Dark Knight, and uh, we even talk about who the best Joker is on one of those podcasts. So go check it out. Um, but, Good job, Adam. Uh, Sound all natural at this. Uh, I think they've gotten the perfect movie to reset, and this one, you know, takes place across universes across time. So they've pretty much done what Marvel has done, where they can pretty much pull any actor they want from any timeline they want from because Marvel, you know, they can use uh, Hugh Jackman's going to be in Deadpool. I mean, mm-hmm. they got Patrick Stewart to be in uh, Dr. Strange. Um, they got, you know, whoever they want. They, they got Tobey Maguire in one of their movies. This is something that DC can use going forward to tie together old movies that they want to pick and pick and choose from and then make new stories out of it. So I think this is a perfect movie mm-hmm. for DC to set the bar and just take off running because they can take off running with this one. Also pun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, I don't know. I'm just, because I know the early buzz on this is it's supposed to be one of the best DC movies they've done, which I mean, you said like the bar is not incredibly high for that, but man, I that's the first time I've been blown away by a trailer in a while. The visuals on it are uh, some of them you can tell are kind of unfinished, unpolished a little bit. Yeah, the lighting's kind of bad, but the, it, it, that doesn't matter. the The visuals that they showed, like the slow motion of Supergirl. Uh, punching the men, or the uh, even the the bat plane up in the air where lightning hits it and lightning travels. The, like those visuals are really cool. They're really a uh, uh, the, you can tell that the angle and the lighting were 
thought out really well. So visually, this is probably going to be spectacular. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got great actors. We've got Michael Keaton. Um, I mean, I can't pretty. I I can't say the same for Ezra Miller. He's a human pile of garbage. But in this, they make him look like you know somebody that you can get behind. Mm-hmm. So. DC's got that going for him. This is probably going to be a hidden gem uh, for for people that don't think it's going to do well. No, I think it's going to catch a lot of people off guard. But, I mean, you know, still very early because I know Marvel, or not Marvel, but DC, the Batman versus Superman trailer was fucking amazing. And yeah. The movie itself, not so much. So, I'm... I hope I'm cautiously optimistic that the flash is going to be really good, but the the trailer was phenomenal. Something we can, we can take away from the Batman and versus Superman experience. though is during test screenings, it did poorly. And everybody thought that it was going to be good anyways. Cause you know, what do critics know? Mm-hmm. And this one is testing really well with test audiences. So hopefully that's indicative of it being really, really good. I wonder how you become, like, you get into these test screenings. I really want to know. Yeah. It's like, okay, do I have to sign an NDA? Because I'll I'll do that all day. I just want to see it. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, not to say that I won't discuss it with my friends, but... (laughs) Yeah, Isn't that the opposite of what an NDA is for. <laughs> well, I'm disclosing everything to my friends, everything. Well, in the pretense that my friends have seen this, like, hey, can my can I bring a guest? Is it just me solo? Yeah, see, didn't uh, uh, Marvel just announce that you can like the uh, their employees cannot bring a guest to test screenings now? Because uh, apparently there's been some leaks uh, that have happened that way. Also, they should not invite Tom Holland to <laughs> for, uh, test screenings because he will also ruin the the movie. Uh, did you did you hear? Uh, speaking of movie leaks, this is, has nothing to do with superhero movies. But did you hear what John Boyega did uh, for Rise of Skywalker? I mean, even if it was leaked, it, it, it wouldn't have done better. But um, he uh, he left a copy of the script, the entire script, at his hotel room, um, and apparently the cleaning lady picked it up. She didn't know what she had, and she she was selling it on some online site for like forty bucks. <laughs> oh damn! The the studio ended up getting it back, but like that's. <laughs> I'm probably I'm willing to bet it probably costs a lot more than forty dollars to get that back. Yeah. Well, um, before uh, we wrap this up, I have one last uh, question for you. Uh, I know when we discussed this earlier, um, I know the Super Mario Brothers movie had an ad in the yes. uh, the Super Bowl, but it was not a conventional movie ad. It was a commercial that promoted the movie. I'm just curious to why it didn't make your top five. Because I know you're probably more excited for the Super Mario Brothers movie than anyone else that I know. I am. 
and it would have made my top five, but it wasn't a traditional trailer. So that's why Is I that did th- not include it. I um, I mean, I would have included Stray had we um, decided, you know, because the, the, the red band was better than the actual trailer that they showed. But that being said, that's why it did not make my list. Yeah, I uh, will say that um, definitely go check out uh, the trailers on YouTube. I think I did a running list, and there were 12 or 13 movies that were featured during the game. There was The Flash, Guardians 3, Creed 3, Transformers Rise of the Beast, Dungeons and Dragons, Air, which uh, I'm very intrigued by. It's about uh, Nike recruiting Michael Jordan to be the face of the company. Mm-hmm. Uh, Strays, which is a uh, Will Ferrell is a stray dog movie. The ad, I think they ran the ad towards, I think it's in the post game. The ad that they showed during the game kind of sucked, but the Red Band trailer is hysterical. So if you're going to watch that, look for the Red Band trailer. Phenomenal. Uh, yeah, we got Indy, Fast 10, uh, 65, which has Adam Driver, which looks like. Yeah. They decided to remake After Earth, but better. Even though it takes place... I like that. Yeah. Even though it takes place before... I think it's the a dinosaur movie, kind of prehistoric, yeah. time traveler. More like Planet of the Apes meets After Earth. Uh, Scream 6, uh, that Super Mario Brothers commercial within the movie. And then we got uh, Cocaine Bear during the pregame, which I'm also very excited to see. Yeah, Cocaine Bear gets a uh, honorable mention from me because Cocaine, a bear, what's not to like? I really hope that Cocaine Bear leads to a franchise where he battles like Meth Gator, Murder Hornets. Uh, oh, that'll be spectacular. Sharknado. It leads up to Sharknado. He fights Sharknado. It's like a, a real life um, Pokemon, but with death and blood and gore. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, let's let's make that happen. Um, yeah, I don't really uh, have much to add outside of uh, I was very pleased for the most part with uh, the ads during the game. Uh, Super yeah. Bowl is usually those are the ads I'm looking forward to most. Um, the final question I have before we uh, wrap this up, was there any movies that are coming out that you were surprised they didn't run an ad for during the game? Because I have a couple in mind, but I wanted to get your thoughts on it first. I'm trying to think. Uh, I can't think of any off the top of my head, not quickly enough anyways. Well, I know that the Marvels, the uh, I think it's coming out in July... The uh, the Captain Marvel sequel was rumored to have an ad, and it turns out they didn't. So I was surprised we didn't get anything for that. Um, I know the Little Mermaid was featured in that Disney sizzle reel, but I kind of figured they would have gotten maybe played like an actual like trailer during the game, but they probably figured, like, ah, the old whites are going to be pissed off at this halftime show. Let's not give them too much to get mad about. And I was also surprised that Paramount didn't do anything for Mission Impossible. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was the one I was most surprised. I, I thought for sure we would get something for Dead Reckoning, and 
Nothing. Yeah, that's kind of odd. Yeah, because uh, mm-hmm. right now would have been the perfect time. Tom Cruise, King of the King of Hollywood, Top Gun Maverick was such a huge success. Uh, nominated for Best Picture at the Oscars, which blows my mind. Um, that is crazy. I don't give a fuck. That was my favorite movie of 2022. Like, I will die on that hill. I'm, I'm, I'm not, uh, I'm not bashing it at all. I'm just surprised that the Academy decided to, you know, put it on the ballot. Mm. That probably has something to do with the fact that Tom Cruise kind of has been, uh, considered the guy that kind of saved movie theaters. Cause that was, that was yeah. bringing out like the crowds that normally weren't coming out during the pandemic. So kind of shows like, Hey, it's our, Hey, old whites, come on back to the movie theater. We got some shit for you to see. Military and whatnot. Yeah. Planes, Tom Cruise, motorcycles, beating up bad guys in different countries. Come on. (laughs) Um, But I was a little shocked that they didn't do anything because I think outside of the trailer that ran during Top Gun, there hasn't been anything come out for Mission Impossible. So, yeah, no, I don't think so. So, well. That's going to wrap up today's show. Uh, Adam, I always uh, enjoy bringing you on to talk uh, movies. We'll have to do it again soon. I had planned maybe a very adventurous, we try to predict the Oscar winners, but I don't have enough time anymore to sit and watch Best Picture, Best Actor nominee, so I'm not going to fuck, I'm not going to fuck with that. Yeah, that's, uh, that's going to be hard doing, especially with the uh, schedules and the fact that a lot of these movies that are on the ballot are like two and a half hours long. <laughs> yeah, I can already see now. I'm trying to watch Tar. My four-year-old daughter comes in and like, I don't want to watch this, Daddy. I want to watch Coco Melon. And you know what? Coco Melon takes the uh, Oscar for best visual effects. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I could try I, I, you know, tell my daughter, like, hey, this is Coco Melon. It's... I mean, your daughter is smarter than that. She is. She's smarter than I am. She would probably like swear at me like, no, it's not dad. You're not pulling, not bullshitting a bullshitter dad. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that's going to wrap it up for today. Uh, be sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, shoot us an email at couchpotatopodcast at gmail.com. Be sure to leave us a review. Hopefully a five-star review if you like what you heard. Uh, if you don't didn't like it, just just pretend like you didn't hear it. Just vanish it from your mind. But we hope you enjoyed it. Come on back next week. We will drop a new episode Tuesday. I promise we'll be back on the Tuesday schedule starting next week. But until then, check us out. We appreciate you guys, and we will talk to you later. <laughs>